Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, January 8th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I could have sworn Friday, January 8th was the wrong day. Like, I did not believe you when I looked at the script that you wrote, because that can't be right, Grace. Yeah, we are now more than one week into this already catastrophic year, question mark. Oh my God. The longest week following the longest year in the history of the world. Can I just say, it's kind of nice that it's um, dot, 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 not about theater, though, that the week was so horribly tragic. Yes, Um, that is very true. But yeah, that kind of goes without saying, you guys know what's going on in the world. We don't have to talk about it, but if you want us to talk about it, we will. Yeah, and I do want to mention, we did not have a show uh, on Thursday for that reason. We did not feel that it was appropriate while people were literally storming the seat of government in our country and trying to... Uh, to create an insurrection uh, in our in our nation's capital that we didn't think it'd be good to talk about frivolous theater stuff. So that is why there was no show in your feed. Uh, but we are back today because, yay, 24 hours later, the world is back to perfect. Yeah, we've got some Broadway news. We've got some theater news. Actually, literally, as we were putting the show together, some big Broadway news broke about Mean Girls Broadway. They've announced that they are closing, according to Twitter and Instagram, on all of their official accounts after playing 833 performances at the August Wilson Theater. Um, they they are closing on Broadway, but they will be resuming their tour this summer. Similarly, Frozen, the musical, did that kind of, uh, I believe, in like May of last year mart no yeah, may quick, definitely yeah. may of last year yeah it was very quick yeah and they were like no no, no we're gonna still tour but broadway's closed so i think that's kind of interesting i don't know if you want to talk about this at all but i'm thinking that maybe that might mean a movie musical well they've actually announced that they are going to make a movie of the musical which is based on a movie so that's already been announced how far yeah. down the road that is i don't know but Uh, I think this is weird, Grace. Like, so I thought it was weird with Frozen 2, like not Frozen 2, Frozen also, because like we've been in this pandemic now for 10 months. Why are you announcing closing now? Why did Frozen announce closing in May? It just feels weird. Well, they were already losing a ton of money. Um, so they were, they were on their last little kick when they did that brand new casting and then they used, they utilized the what the frozen tour had created, which was basically a new version of the show completely um, when they premiered in California. Um, And then they had decided to do that show um, on Broadway, which was like, okay. Um, And they were already like hemorrhaging money. So them deciding to close totally makes sense. They just used the pandemic. Uh, this question mark. Yeah, I think Frozen is a little bit of a different animal. I'm just surprised they didn't wait until they knew when things were coming back because like they they weren't paying anybody mm-hmm. they didn't have any money and, and they were losing but um i do think that frozen will end up back on broadway though so mark that down i think that this tour when this tour ends it'll end up back on broadway even if it's for a limited engagement around the holidays or something is but, that your new prediction is like that's what's gonna happen i make i make a lot of predictions grace we don't you, you don't know this but i throw a lot of crap out there and sometimes it hits and when it does i act like i'm miss cleo and i know everything and when it doesn't well, cleo now yeah when when 
it doesn't hit. I just ignore it like I never said it. So, but my guess is that we'll see Frozen back on Broadway, probably with Caroline Bowman as Elsa. That's my guess. But with Mean Girls, it just feels weird. Like they've done all this publicity with like the Tina Faith um, TV special on NBC, um, and they've done all these other things. I think they did the 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 Thanksgiving Day Parade as well. It just feels weird to be yeah. announcing the closing now. But here's my theory. I have heard rumblings for a long time that the original Broadway cast of Mean Girls got a pro shot. So I would not Mm -hmm. be surprised if this might be done, might be being done in connection with potentially that getting released later this year, perhaps on a streaming service that is owned by a network that the writer and producer of Mean Girls are intimately familiar with. So that's my other prediction. You guys, this just in, Mean Girls is coming to Peacock. No, we can't confirm <laughs> yes. that. Um, no, cannot <laughs> confirm. But if you if it happens, uh, you heard it here first. You guys owe us $20. Um, okay, so that's that That makes sense. Um, in other news, uh, if you guys were fortunate enough to read this beautiful article on The Hollywood Reporter, which I think we'll include in the show notes, um, about Danny Burstein's beautiful wife, about Rebecca Luker, it, it, it brings me to tears. Even like rereading it today, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever read about just like more than an obituary. It was just, it was beautiful. And I highly recommend checking it out. Did you get a chance to read it, Matt? I did. I, I read that. I read Danny's first piece that he wrote for the Hollywood reporter after he had kind of gotten through his uh, COVID uh, crisis earlier in the year, but it's just such a beautiful celebration of Rebecca's life. I think everybody who's either come across her in um, the Broadway community, or if you've just heard people who have talked about working with her and interacting with her she was such a a bright light of wonderfulness that it really comes through in in danny's piece and just gosh what a horrible year it has been for all of broadway but danny's had such a a brutal year between rebecca's diagnosis his getting covid um losing his wife it's just uh everybody loves danny burstein and i just i can't imagine what trying to get through this year has been for him but uh the one nice thing is is he's been able to pay tribute to the the wonderful lovely memory of rebecca luker yeah and by the way um at this point guys Give him a freaking Tony. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? How does he not have one by now? Like, he's got six nominations, right? I say the same about myself. I don't understand. I look in the mirror every day and I think, me and Danny, we've really, how do we not have a Tony? At this point, I mean, it makes um, sense. It makes <laughs> in sense. other news, uh, Michael Yuri and Anne Harada are starring in a new play. Smithtown follows four residents of a fictional Midwestern university town who unwittingly become victims of technology gone awry. This is not a shocking uh, premise <laughs> for any of us. Um, it's a 65 minute play. It's presented by the studios of Key West and the play will stream online February 13th through the 27th. So more theater. Yeah, as somebody who comes from a Midwestern university, it's more of a university city than a town, like I'm uh, I'm here for that. And Michael Yuri and Ann Harada, we ta- we've talked about Michael Yuri a lot, kind of coming into his own as a theater actor over the last three, four years, because I think everybody knew him from Ugly Betty, and no one really mm-hmm. thought of him as a theater guy, but he's really been... 
you know, becoming one of the leading men of theater. And what's great about it is, is he doesn't just do it on Broadway. He does it on Broadway, off Broadway. He does it in Washington, D.C. Like, I'm super duper impressed with Michael Urie as a theater professional and performer and everything he's done for the community, especially during this pandemic. We talked about him um, last, you know, during the, the shows around New Year's Day um, about what a great figure he's been during this whole thing so more michael yuri and always more ann harada like duh i was gonna say i will stand ann harada till my last dying breath she is just a beacon of hope and everything there was actually this music video which i highly recommend that you check out it's oh, part of this video music series do you know what is. i'm talking I about do. yeah the worst people you the worst know people you know yeah yeah you guys the ann harada one was one of the first ones they put out oh so the song is called for christmas and that's why they released it on Christmas. So Anne Harada has a song in The Worst People You Know called For Christmas. The Taylor Louderman one is Baby Lesbian. There's also another <laughs> one that just came out called The Club. And it's about like a guy that poops in the club. These are all just the worst people you know. And Anne Harada kicked off the whole thing with this For Christmas song. Very funny. Yeah, there's some profanity in there that I was not prepared to hear Anne Harada drop. I'm not going to lie. Like from... <laughs> from Christmas Eve to Cinderella yes. to was it Karen was her name Karen on Smash um the stage oh, manager on right. Smash like I was not prepared for one of the most respected figures in the Broadway community to say the words that came out of her mouth in that video so we'll throw that link in there well you didn't get the fortunate you did not get to see her in emoji land I did and not know that was a missed opportunity because she was shit. Okay. <laughs> no, she was literally like, the poop emoji. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I was no, like, I was, was like, amazing. wow, that's harsh. Like, wow. I can't believe you just called in her out of shit. I would never do that. <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. So please recommend, we, we recommend you contributing to any streaming theater performances right now. Like the one we just mentioned, but also the worst people, you know, on YouTube and Instagram, you can watch it. Uh, the next thing is that Paramount Pictures has acquired Spamalot with Eric Idle penning the script and Casey Nicola directing. We have no idea when this is set to release, but Nicola, of course, did The Prom, Book of Mormon, Something Rotten, et cetera, et cetera. And he'll direct the film after choreographing it on Broadway originally in 2005. The original production was directed by Mike Nichols, who has passed away. So that's what's going on in movie musicals. How do you feel about this, Matt? I've never seen Spam. <gasps> that's okay because I don't like British things and moving on um, <laughs> but have you ever seen the like the film Spamalot, yes though? I've seen like, Monty Python the and the Monty Holy Python Grail stuff. yes I have I have okay cool cool who do you think should star in it uh Tim Curry in a wheelchair no I don't know it's it's confusing I think that like they could go the prom way where they have people like you know Andrew Rannells they could get Chris Sieber again they could get you know any of the uh, modern uh, Christian Borle guys. I don't know. What do you think? Christian Borle was in the original production. I can't remember if he was in the original cast or not, but Christian Borle was in it. So mm -hmm. I could see him doing it. Chris Sieber's not bad. I think he might have had a run in it as well. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But I have a feeling like this is going to be a fairly white male star studded thing. Um, but let's be honest. The only character that really matters is the Lady of the Lake. And if they don't get Sara Ramirez back for that one, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> they should do it, but only if she's wearing her Grey's Anatomy scrubs. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair enough. All right. I'm good with that. Uh, yeah, so that's happening. Um, next 
the York Theater flooded. Uh, a water main broke uh, the morning of January 4th, so it's kind of weird that we're just now finding out about this. Um, under the plaza shared by St. Peter's Church, the Citigroup Center, and the subway entrance at 53rd Street and Lexington Avenue. Um, it had significantly affected Off-Broadway's York Theater Company, so it wasn't directly them, but it caused like a massive flood, mud. There was like two oh feet of like water. It's pretty sludgy and depressing and sad, um, which is not something that we really needed to happen right now yeah uh, you know no. like nothing's going on in theater communities so and it's not like they were holding performances but um just this extra thing during a pandemic it just yeah. you could tell the photographs are really upsetting well if i remember correctly the york theater is actually downstairs too like yeah. you go in it's like you go in to this building where all of those things are that you mentioned and like you have to take an elevator to get down there um, and, uh, and so I imagine if there's some damage like down below the ground that it's pretty substantial. So that, it's that pretty, really sucks. Yeah. I think we've all, I think you can, you know, throw a bagel in New York and people have been to the York theater company yeah. to see a reading. Like that's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, what did I see there? Um, I, I saw midnight at the never get there, um, which was a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that sucks. I, you know, fortunately, like you said, there's nothing going on in terms of productions there right now. So hopefully, since it obviously wasn't their fault, insurance or whomever's insurance will cover that and they'll be able to spruce the place up in time for whenever theater actually returns to, uh, to New York. So, uh, just another yeah. thing. It's my family just, and I have this saying, we, we have this saying that it's just like, it's always something like nothing ever just goes smoothly. <laughs> it is literally always something. There is always something. Now I haven't gotten to speak to you. So I know that the listeners are eager to hear your thoughts. Have you gotten to hear the TikTok musical about Ratatouille yet? Mm, you haven't. No. Okay. Um, I don't have time. <laughs> I didn't I, know if you called. Okay. Here's the, th here's the thing. My work schedule is very busy, but my free time has been taken up. I don't know if you you're from the South, so you understand the importance of college football. Um, my my alma mater, the Ohio State Ohio. University, Ohio State, different mm -hmm. than Ohio. That's a different school, um, just like Georgia and Georgia State are two different schools. They won the college football playoff semifinals on uh, January 1st. I'm also um, a columnist for a an Ohio State sports website. So my time has been very split um, by getting ready for them to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide on uh, January 11th in the national championship game. So I will be watching Ratatouille after that, even though it's the, the link is already expired. But if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, I'm glad that you're, you know, occupying your time with something that's entertaining. Um, I, my stepdad is from Akron, so I, oh. I know the Buckeye. Yes, I, I'm very familiar with all of that, even though I'm a Georgia girl. And that's where we'll leave that. But otherwise, um, thank you guys for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram somehow at Gracie Aki or Grace Aki Chan. Matt, where we can find you. You can find me for some <laughs> ungodly reason if you want to at BWW Matt. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Have a nice um, restful time, I guess. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.